one of you is the monster. Monster? We're British, you know. Hello, I'm Chris Denton. And I'm Paul Monk. And, and we are, are a very, very British, British horror. horror. Right, so today, episode one, what are we covering, Chris? We are covering Hammer's Dracula. Okay, so I think what we'll do is we'll we'll talk for a little bit about, about the film and things like the characters, the themes, that kind of thing. And then I think we'll end the episode by asking three very important questions, which is, firstly, did we like it? Secondly, does it hold up today? And thirdly, is it scary? Mm. Okay, so um, just a quick word that obviously... Although this is a very, very old film, we're obviously going to spoiler it. So if you haven't seen the film, why not? You should be going to see it, um, just so that you know what the hell we're talking about, for a start. Yes. Um, and when you do watch it, don't be surprised when Dracula dies at the end. Like I said, spoilers. That was a very <laughs> big one. Um, but yes, I mean, what what might surprise them though is Van Helsing... Um, doing a little jig as he dances away from killing Dracula at the end. Um, it's amazing stuff, but uh, yes, let's get to that. <laughs> okay, so um, Dracula. I think one of the very first things we probably need to discuss, which is quite important, is the film versus the novel. Yes, and it's because the film is obviously very different. Well, it's fantastically abbreviated to about 80 minutes. or I think it might even be slightly less than that. Yeah, and uh, in order to get the story distilled <coughs> um, to that form, as well as to save money, um, Hammer, Hammer truncated it. There's no voyage to England. There's no English section at all. I mean... Dracula gets on a coach and goes to the next town where <laughs> where uh, Arthur Holmes yeah. and all the other characters. His, are. A, his ambitions are a little bit sort of a little bit low in this, aren't they? They're, he's not aiming very high. He's not interested in swinging London. No, <laughs> that comes later. <laughs> yeah. um, but actually, what um, comes through is that the story actually benefits from, from some of this so it's not really an epic I mean the 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 kind of changing of geographical locations and the the, the, the sweep of, of the original story um, I mean that was just to get to get Dracula the vampire into London for British readers but yeah you don't it didn't it doesn't need to be set in London or Whitby at all it's I mean it holds up no perfectly no. I mean it's a bit I mean, Odd, all it, these British characters kind of, in Central say, Europe. It's a kind of a, a very uh, uh, British expat part of um, <laughs> Germany or Austria or wherever it is it's meant to be set. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure exactly um, <laughs> where, it, where, where it's meant to be set. But um, yeah, so I think it's, it's quite interesting. One of the things that first struck me about it was the character of Jonathan Harker. Oh, yes. Who... Um, Initially, when I was watching it, initially he turns up at Dracula's castle and he's... As in the book. As in the book. Um, but he's a librarian. Or is. Or is he? 
a librarian. Yeah. But anyway, he turns up saying he's a librarian, which got me thinking, well, no, no, that's not right. He wasn't a librarian. Why would Dracula need, Why would a, librarian? Dracula need a librarian? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but, I mean, does, he, does, he need, does he need someone to just go, shh, if Dracula's being a bit too loud in, in his library? Or? Apparently so, apparently so. Yeah. Um, anyway, Dr- Dracula is um, the victim of a scam because Harker yeah. is not really a librarian no. at all. <laughs> no, he's not. And what was quite interesting is that he he turns out that he actually knows all about Dracula, uh, unlike Jonathan Harker in the novel, who, who's totally unsuspecting of everything. He, he he's, he's actually come to the castle with the intense purposes of, of killing Dracula. Um, but I thought it was quite interesting because it's it's not made it's not made very obvious that he knows there's there was one point when I was watching it where he goes from being just generally like the novel Harco and just generally kind of thinking things are a bit odd so there's one bit where Dracula goes out and I think I think he's locked locked Harker in, in his bedroom again mm. like like in a novel and then all of a sudden Harker's writing in his diary saying about how the the um how the, the, this evil monster's reign must come to an end, and all of this. And I was thinking, hang on, he hasn't done anything. Okay, he's locked you in your room, and he's gone out for for the night. But well, is that really, really cause to pretend that he is it to think he's some sort of horrible monster? And this is Hammer's nod to popular culture, isn't it? I mean, in the thirties version of Dracula, yeah. which we're not specifically going to be talking about, but in in in, in that that came out. It was still just about possible that the audience wouldn't know who Dracula was. Yeah. But by the Hammer remake, it's just pointless setting up Dracula as exactly. a vampire. It's not um, going to be a surprise to anyone. So instead of that, um, you you get you get Dracula as a really nice guy. Like <laughs> I mean, he's he's yeah, quite. I mean, he's quite decent to Harker yeah. at that stage. The, the the locked door is about the only dodgy thing. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, he does have a kind of blood-sucking lady vampire lurking around somewhere, but um, uh, you know that's the only sign she turns up and says, "Oh, help me! I'm, I need to escape." Which you know, obviously, if you turn up as a guest at somebody's house and there's somebody else there who comes up to you and say, says, "You know, help me! Help me! I uh, I need to escape!" Or whatever, you would maybe think perhaps this is a bit of a weird place that I might not want to stay here for very long. But it's hardly cause for calling him a monster, especially as Dracula is quite... I mean, apart from obviously being quite theatrical in the cloak, um, he's quite a sort of decent fella at the beginning. And that's also a change. Um, obviously, there's one bride of Dracula in this as opposed to three in, in, yeah. in, the, in the book. But um, it, That's it, probably it, running it, time. Well, and... and, budget, yeah, and it, exactly, but the... The the change that isn't is that she hates Dracula, whereas yes. the the brides in 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 the book don't. No, no, so, that's true. Which 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 is interesting. It's kind of a um, a kind of self loathing that maybe comes with addiction, which I think is the already in the first five minutes setting up where Jimmy Sankster's going with vampirism. Yeah, yeah. Well, that kind of leads us nicely on then to the, the whole idea of the vampires in the film, because they're um, 
they're, they're quite interesting. They're, they're less supernatural than in other vampire films. I mean, it's, it's, it's stated in there that Dracula can't turn himself into any animals or mist or anything like that. In fact, actually, there's a very good bit later on where um, they're, they're, they're all very um, sure of that. And then suddenly there's a scream in, in the house. And um, they're, they're all saying, oh, well, how, how's he got in? And basically, he's been lurking downstairs for the whole day, which must have been quite interesting for him. I kind of wonder what he was what he was doing. I suppose well, well, sleeping, yeah, I mean, that, that, that takes us to the end. How anyone didn't find out. Anyway, we're, we're sort of skipping ahead a little bit here. But, but I mean, you're, you're, you're right. He's obviously strong, but uh, it's not immediately obvious what other powers he has, if, if, if any. So... Uh, that, that that and that's quite interesting, um, and I, I think nothing proves that to be a good decision like um, subsequent Hammer movies that tried to reintroduce the supernatural elements and didn't realise them very well. Yeah, so I, I think it was kind of a you know we can we can do the fangs that's fine they can do the that but you know turning him into a bat or to a mist or to a uh, a horde of rats that would be very expensive we can't do that yeah. very well so let's not even try so I, I, I like the way that, that Jimmy Sangster because uh, I'm crediting him for a lot of this yeah. um, he, he realised he wouldn't be able to um, afford or or even uh, would be allowed the running time to do the, the book as written but he he's abridged it and kept the essence really nicely and kept the budget down. I mean, it looks expensive. It wasn't, but it looks expensive. But I think the reason it look one of the reasons it looks expensive is because they never fail to realise anything. Well, mostly never fail to realise anything. I think uh, if you watch the beginning closely, mm. um, the, <laughs> there are some um, yeah. Uh, that stream, that that, that raging <laughs> torrent of a mountain stream. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, fairly obviously some kind of water feature um, from a garden turned on its side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. That, that someone that. with a with a sort of a, a hose pipe attached to a tap just offset off <laughs> shot, just, just running the water along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Um, given that they filmed it next to the Thames, you've got to be impressed by the way that they didn't have a stream um, or, or anything like that outside Dracula's castle, despite the script saying there was one. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine trying to film on, on that stretch of the Thames, some some people rowing past in a boat well, and that kind of thing. Oh, I, I, can, thinking, I can, although... Get out. I can, though, think of a very good sequence from Curse of Frankenstein by a lake. So, yeah. so, so, you know, it wasn't impossible to realise that uh, a bit, a bit more uh, effectively. But you know, it's a small niggle; it uh, yeah. doesn't ruin it. But um, you know, I mean, the rest of the cast was really very good. I think um, this is um, the advantage of Brave Studios. I think it was; it looked a lot like Dragon's Castle anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which certainly helped them. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Bray Studios is somewhere we'll get quite familiar with in other Hammer films, and you'll, you'll get to be able to place, spot the bit of Bray Studios that's been redressed. And but but they always do it very well, and they you know, it, it always ends up looking quite 
I think so. And I believe Dracula was the first time they actually had a soundstage, a proper, uh, a, a proper studio, um, sort of Hollywood grade soundstage to, to to work on as well as yeah. just you know a big house. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, well, I think the next bit then is it's probably to um, talk about some of the characters and how how certain characters are portrayed. Oh, um, so we 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 covered Dracula. Uh, he's nice. Well, I don't know. Well, he's he, nice. He, 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 I think I like well, him, and then and then he turns a bit bad and never says another word. A bit yes. bad. A well, bit he's bad. quite interesting <laughs> in that all the time. Uh, to elaborate on that, all the time he's being. He he's got his his mask up of of being a nice arist- aristocratic gentleman, that he is very talkative and he 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 talks quite normally. There's none of this kind of mm. over the top pronunciation or anything, um, and and seems quite normal. But as soon as that mask goes down, you're right. He doesn't say another word. As soon as he is Dracula the monster, that's it. But he totally sells it in terms of. That kind of presence he has. It's very it? physical acting. Yeah. Well, the, basically, the, the the moment in the castle where Dracula returns back, uh, and he makes that entrance, there's that really energetic leap over the table, mm. which which you know is is very different from any other portrayal of Dracula we've seen. Yeah. And certainly, the Universal Dracula is very sedentary and static and yeah, a bit I mean, dull. The man played. I mean, Bella, Bella Lugosi was pretty old yeah. when he did it. Yeah, um, and the, the, that didn't uh, stretch to action. And there's some great action. In, and of course, it. do we want to talk about the sex element of it? Something that's, that's very different from any other previous Dracula-type horror film is. Yeah, what well, it's really cool um, is, is that that. Dracula seems to be. I mean, all all his victims obviously love Dracula. <laughs> I mean, but also, all, 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 I mean, also hate him. Like, like the bride, they can't stop themselves. Yeah, they they physically can't like 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 an, an addiction. And once he's it's like one hit, and and you're you're hooked. I think so. Once he's got them once, then yeah. After that, they help him. They hide him in their house or open the curtains and open the windows and say come and get me big boy and that, that, <laughs> it's as obvious, it is as obvious as that in the yeah. film no that's right and, 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 and they and, do do that and, and, um, and you know they're, they're obviously I mean the women are, are portrayed as being quite turned on by the whole thing as yeah. is Dracula uh, with his you know bloodshot yeah. eyes and you know it's obvious what that's supposed to be and, and is it? well it is now <laughs> it is <laughs> oh, no, I, I don't get that. When, right, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I'm Paul's trying to lure me into saying <laughs> that when Dracula's eyes are bloodshot, it's because he's got an erection, but only psychoanalytically, <laughs> not you know, like literally. <sighs> That's disgusting. <laughs> I had no idea when I was watching this film that it was so filthy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was probably. Probably that was what made the film shocking at the time. I mean, the the blood red, I think a little bit maybe, but I think it's the sex. I think that's why it was regarded at the time as an like X certificate. This is really awful yeah. thing. Well, we'll carry on with a bit of the characters, but later on I do have some reviews that were 
they're the very, very um, weird. Through the prism of today, you just wonder what the hell these people were on. But <laughs> different times. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the next character, to go seamlessly back on topic, uh, Van Helsing. Yes. He's, I mean, really interesting because he's not Dutch. <laughs> he's not Dutch. Or well, not um, obviously Dutch. It, yeah, he doesn't have a van. <laughs> he's he he's um an action hero. Can I can I do yeah? This was the one thing I think that struck me most about this film. It's almost less of a horror film and more of an action film in some ways. Um, Certainly now, that's the way you you almost have to view it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And 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 Van Van very physical. I mean, he knows all the yeah stuff about about vampires, but. I mean, he's not. He's I mean, not. again, he's a character that's very different from the book and previous film versions. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, just, I hate the way that Edward Van Sloan plays yeah, that's him. Yeah, right. Yeah, I hate that. No, but he, in um. But even in the book, he's he's a lot like that, isn't he? He's more scholarly and less less of an action hero. So in fact, he is Hammer and Peter Cushing who have to blame for films like the Van Helsing film with Hugh Jackman. Which um, I hated. Yeah. <laughs> but and and um, Anthony Hopkins' portrayal in the, uh, Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. Well, I mean, I didn't like that film, but I don't so much mind him in that. Um, but the whole kind of Van Helsing as a grizzled kind of vampire hunter type thing definitely stems from this film. It, it, I think it definitely does. And um, there aren't very many portrayals afterwards of how it's done in the book. I think Olivier in the 70s, Dracula, yeah. I think he had a crack at it and does the Dutch accent and stuff. Um, but yeah, my, my, mostly this is the this is the blueprint. Yeah. Um, and, and it's interesting because it's, I mean, it's it's a star role. I mean, it, it doesn't resemble Van Helsing in the book at all because I think it's it's just supposed to be Peter Cushing. It's a movie action role for him. I mean, yeah. in Curse of Frankenstein, he, he's acting. Um, <laughs> but in this, this is like a real movie star part, I think. There's not really any acting involved. No. And um, I think you can see from, from Hammond's publicity that that's what they thought their, um, their selling point was. It's Peter Cushing in Dracula mm. in the, on the posters yeah. and stuff. I think, um, obviously... Um, Cursor Frankenstein had made him a movie star and he'd been a big TV star mm. before that and he was he was the name. Um, yeah. And so I can see I can see what they were doing and it works spectacularly well when you think of um um horror the horror greats. I mean Cushing and then Lee and, and then um Price and maybe one or two others. Um and that I mean Cursor Frankenstein and Dracula set Cushing up for the rest of his career, so that yeah. that works as, as as well. And I think um, you know we really enjoy watching Cushing play Cushing or yeah. slight variations on. Cushing. Well, I mean, you're sort of saying <laughs> that he he doesn't act, and and I I, I, I know well, you don't necessarily mean that because that sounds like that's quite harsh. But there well, are a couple well, of things. That's like different. I think I, I think I mean I, I think a movie star kind of role is like. Um, uh, Oh, Cary Grant or James yeah. Stewart or, yeah. or so, so, someone, someone like that is is different kind yeah. of acting to like real Shakespearean acting or character. 
acting, which both of which Cushing could do as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I mean, one of the things I think he he does Cushing does do quite well. I mean, he's quite. It's quite matter of fact throughout all of this. He sort of turns up and says, "Right, this is what you've got to do. You've got to listen to me because I'm an authority on this." And um, and people go, "Well, mostly they accept it." I mean, the, <coughs> the homers take a little bit of persuasion, yeah. but, but but mostly everyone does what he tells yeah. them. Because exactly, and he, he sort of does that. But there, there was one one moment where I think he he Cushion really portrays the horror really well, and it's the point where he's having to stake. Um, Jonathan Harker, who's now a, a vampire. Oh yeah. And there's a, he does an expression in that where you can just because because again, um, one of the accusations of this film is that it, it's very bloody and, and and all that kind of thing, and it actually isn't. Apart from like the blood fairly early on, and mm. in, in on the fangs, and when they stake the the female vampire, um, there's not an awful lot else blood-wise in it. But um, when he stakes. Harker, they they cut away from the actual staking bit to to view Cushing's face, and he does. You can and he do, really sells it for me anyway. There's the expression at that point that he's having a hard time killing his friend. And this is the point in 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 when considering the film that you want to pretend you don't know anything about psychoanalysis and that kind of reading because all this staking and oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you need to take a cold shower? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but um, <coughs> yes, that, that's 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 good. That's good horror, and um, it's it's interesting that I think Harker's Dracula's only male victim. Yeah. Um, and it's obviously done through necessity. Yeah. It's interesting you don't see that, and there's no. No, and you don't see. The, yeah, like you say, you don't see the staking. No. Um, so is it. Yeah, it's interesting, and I and I don't think Hammer wanted to go down that road at all. No. So, for the plot, they had to do it, but really, they wanted Dracula's victims to be women because they yeah. made it a lot easier for them. Well, I, I wonder if there was much. <laughs> you do wonder whether there was that that subtext was actually sort of deliberately there, or whether it was just well, something I, I, that came I, out because that was. So I I, th- I, think, uh, I think it was just seen that that having pretty ladies is is a way of um, no I, victims I, I, was what no, should I think, happen. I think it is. I think it was. I mean, it obviously was de- deliberate with Dracula and the the the, the biting and the, the what's not possibly deliberate is the um, kind of obvious uh, metaphor for sex that. That staking is, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I think I think probably at that point Hammer were like, no, this is just we're just killing the bad guys. That's yeah. fine. We're just killing the bad guys. This is just how you kill the bad guys. Exactly. It's like afterwards you just go, well, that's quite phallic, though, isn't it? No, it's not phallic. <laughs> we're just killing the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I think that I don't think they ever really understood. Um, the symbolism of that, and there's in Dracula, Prince of Darkness, there's a uh, a scene where um, a load of monks um, stake to death the vampire woman, and you just think, oh, that's, that just makes me feel <laughs> awful. That's just like, oh. it's so yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, either that, or you just have a filthy, fil- filthy mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair comment. <laughs> Um, one one thing I thought was quite interesting about Van Helsing 
Um, there are two rather odd little things or silly things that sort of struck me about Van Helsing. Firstly, is the, the relationship between Van Helsing and Harker, because clearly they they have been working together in some sort of vampire hunting Which? gang. I, and I sort of wonder if there if there was if there'd be any kind of mileage in a prequel to that, like Harker and Helsing. Oh, maybe yeah, <laughs> vampire <Yeah>. hunters. <laughs> Yeah, or like you know, maybe Buffy I mean, the Vampire Slayer, but with it's interesting two middle-aged men in um <laughs> in the in the novel, Doctor Seawood has got a kind of um relationship, a sort of mentor and student relationship yeah. with Van Helsing. It's not obviously um vampire hunting until, no, until they no. start hunting Dracula, but um it it's kind of that that sort of relationship's been transferred yeah. to to Harker. And, yeah. and the character of Doctor Seward in the, the Hammer film is uh, it's just, just a normal Doctor minor character yeah. <laughs> with some terrible lines. Yeah, and, and, and just going, oh, I think it's anemia, but it isn't anemia. Yeah. But I think it is. <laughs> She'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but much more interesting, um, Arthur Homeward. And then Mina and Lucy, they're yeah. they're they're very interesting. Yeah. Um, Before we go into them, there was just one more thing with Van Helsing. Okay. I kind of thought was a little silly and a bit ridiculous, um, which is a bit where Van Helsing is in his um, hotel room or, or study or whatever he is. I can't remember exactly where he is. I think but it's he, a hotel, yeah. But he's he's got the, the the wax cylinder, and he's listening to his own voice explaining how to kill a vampire. Now, clearly that's in the script, so that we, us, the viewers, will go, oh, well, we know how this is going to be killed. But why is Van Helsing sitting in a hotel room listening to his own voice, telling him things he already knows? And um, Either that, or he, he just has like short-term memory loss or something a lot of the time, and has to keep reminding himself. But that's all right, because Cat Weasel comes in and is confused. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I had that there. I had had point in my in my notes where he comes in and I've just put cat weasel. Exactly, Jeffrey Jeffrey Belden, um, yes, cameos as uh, some kind of uh, page boy or not page boy. That's a wedding thing, isn't it? Yeah. Whatever's he, he's hospital, a sort of he's not a, hospital hotel porter. He's a sort of porter yeah, type yeah, character, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but but maybe maybe that was put there because it was like okay. This is a bit of a stupid way of getting some exposition across across quickly. Let's play mm. with the fact it's stupid and just have someone bemused by it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, but it, it doesn't make any sense. No, no, but it is very effective. It, I mean, it's used, it's a big info dump basically. Well, yeah, and, and, and for, for the viewers, so and the wax cylinders are a bit funny, and then and then uh, um, Cat Weasel yeah. is. Uh, funny. So exactly. Just just on a side note on that, I don't think we need to go into the characters in, in, in very much depth. But um, it's quite interesting in the in in this film we've got there's a little bit of a class thing going on, and all the all the sort of more middle upper class characters are all very kind of serious. Um, but any time there's a working class character on there, they're totally played for laughs because you've got the the guy mm. who's the the um, broader um, the crap border guy, guy. Yeah. yeah, and he he he's he's just played totally for laughs. I mean, that's just just ridiculous comedy slapstick. Um, and and again with with the the porter in the hotel and 
Um, so yeah, it's, and it's and then um, the 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 maid was her name Goethe. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, she's not played for laughs, but, but she's, she's played, not treated as no, a proper character. Yeah, no, exactly. And again, there's there's like a, a crazy innkeeper in the uh, yeah yeah in as well, who isn't Michael Ripper, but um, no, uh, George Woodbridge is it? Yeah, but yeah. he he again he's just like a, a, a ridiculous simpleton who who. You think, how can he run an inn of any kind? <laughs> and it, yeah, it, it was an interesting thing to note, and, and I'm, I'm sure we will see that in other films of the period. I think that was quite a normal thing to do. Uh, yeah, Interestingly, Doc, Dr. Saywood is almost played as a bit of a um, a comedy character as well. He ha- he actually has a very funny line, which I, I think I think it's him anyway. That, uh, wrote down. Um, I'll see if I can find it now. But he he, he comes in, I think, and the, the just after the Goethe's son or whatever his, or daughter has been killed, and he he says something about the oh I think there's been a bereavement or something or he, he's, I can't remember the exact line. I did write it down somewhere, but it, it, again that was played for laughs. That was quite a sort of funny line, I thought. Um, in Jimmy Sangster's book, he says that. Um, his um, his plan for Seawood was that he was actually going to be um, uh, a negative character, very officious uh, uh, and um, arrogant and unpleasant. And um, in the end, he changed it because um, it would have taken too long to set up a character like that. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, so so maybe brevity is 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 is, is again a reason, but I think yeah. um, I th- I th- it is odd because yeah. he's a proper character in the in the book. Yeah, but I so. guess it's just time and the fact that yeah. you're trying to introduce another character. Um, and and yeah, I mean it's just it's why why go to all the trouble of making him a proper character because it isn't time to do anything with him. Uh, um. Well, there is also a, a, an Undertaker as well. He's a comedy character. Miles Malison. Yeah, who that, we'll see. Whose name will pop up a few times. He's oh, that's just a good scene. That's a, he, uh, yeah, yeah, and quite yeah, it's got quite a good payoff. No, he, I like, I, I like him. I, I think uh, yeah. he's um, he's very good at comedy scenes in quite dark films. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, um, good good actor, Miles Malison. Um, but. Can we move on to Arthur and... Uh, yes, yes, sorry. Lucy, well, let's start with Lucy, because she's, she's almost a schoolgirl with a hair in plaits. She's very young. Mm. Too young for Harker, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I, but I like I like the way that she's portrayed. Not a million miles, actually, from the way Sadie Frost plays Lucy in the Brown Stoker's Dracula. Mm. Um, yeah. But it, it's a nice sort of cameo performance, and uh, um, she beats her end in... The traditional way, and yep. quite a traditional version of that scene, actually. Um, so I, 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 I like the way that that, that Lucy's p- portrayed, and I like the way that Arthur and Mina are portrayed. But yeah. uh, it's it's interesting that um, uh, they're they're an older married couple. Yeah. Um, and so Arthur is uh, this played brilliantly by Michael mm. Goff is kind of middle-aged man and quite resistant to Van Helsing in the beginning yeah. and he uh, obviously thinks he's a fraud although with what happens to Lucy he, he becomes 
his sidekick in uh, the traditional way again. Um, and Mina is interesting um, just because of the the, 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 the the slant. I think she's she's nice, and they do the sexist thing of oh you know let's keep Mina well away from this, and um, of course that just lets Dracula in. That's 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 fine. But she's um, I mean, she's because she's slightly older than the character in 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 the book. She does seem a little bit stronger and less helpless, and I mm. kind of like that. I'm not saying she's a a feminist <coughs> icon, but no. I think um, it, she's it, not quite it, such a pushover. In the, in the I, I mean, I I think it works. And, yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about this now, but what I don't what I find strange is that Michael Goff didn't have the kind of career that Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing had after yeah. because look at this film he could easily he could easily have it could easily have been him as well I guess maybe it's a thankless role maybe yeah. that's the problem it's not really a, he's, he's not really a hero, he's, a hero. Is he? he's actually I mean as a as a character he's he's kind of a bit a bit average and a bit ordinary yeah, well, I mean, he's sort of like an ordinary person who lots of extraordinary things happen, and to. he's a bit too and up himself to uh, be really likable. And yeah. I think because I mean, he was in Phantom of the Opera, wasn't he? Playing a playing a baddie, and and he's thoroughly unlikable in that. And um, I just I just think maybe you don't enjoy his performance so much because it's because because it's it's good. He does it well, but it's not the kind of thing that people really really like I mean it's not like mm. Vincent Price camping it up is it it's, yeah. it's, it's a much 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 more play play down I, I love I love Michael Goff I think he was brilliant I know he did make other horror films but um, <coughs> then, well, it was actually quite difficult to make people's horror stars like Cushing and Lee were made but um, we could have done with a few more it would have been nice if he had been one of them yeah um, I think, have we covered all the all the characters uh, yeah, I think so. Because um, I know, I know what, what I want to talk about. Okay, go on then. Okay, so the tremendous action scene at the end, which is absolutely fan- fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Dracula is is defeated and vaporized, and um, then it's very efficient the the way that once that happens, you just got like. But Helsing just comes out, doesn't he? I think, and, and there's a hug between Mina and uh, yeah. uh, Arthur, and that's <coughs> it. It's over, finished. And I, I think Hammer had terrible trouble working out how to follow it. Yeah. Um, and 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 what I think is interesting, uh, really interesting, is that um, Jimmy Sangster, who was commissioned to do a sequel immediately, yeah, um, he. He he came up with this thing called Revenge of Dracula, which was basically um, another hour and a half of the same kind of thing with Van Helsing going up against um, against Christopher Lee as Dracula. And yep. Hammer, for whatever reason, didn't want to do that. And then they came up with they they went and did Brides. Brides of Dracula, there, which doesn't have Dracula in. Yes, in, in, indeed, and which frankly isn't. I mean, it's it's, it's fine, and it's got. Peter Cushing's Van Helsing, but I think this is the point. It does have an interesting use of a windmill. Very, yeah, it does have an interesting use of a windmill. Um, 
and it's got good things about it. But don't you think it's the point when well, Hammer realised that Dracula is not really successful just because Peter Cushing's the star of it? Yeah. Because you could put Peter Cushing again as the big action star again in a very similar kind of film, mm. and it's not a big hit because there's no Christopher Lee, you know. Yeah. And of course, what Hammer did eventually was dusted off Revenge of Dracula, wrote out Van Helsing <laughs> for yeah. some reason. Well, obviously for budget reasons. <laughs> and then, um, so put Father Shandor in instead yeah. and, 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 made, and made that. And that was a tremendous success. And that was really good. And then you can see, well, at this point, they understand that it's Christopher Lee's Dracula that is holding this together. Much as I love Peter yeah. Cushing's performance, yeah. I think it's the it's Dracula that people liked, and it's Dracula yeah. that um, um, they wanted to see more of. Not necessarily Van Helsing, um, although he eventually does come back as well. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And Christopher Lee obviously felt trapped in the role. That's everyone knows that. Yeah. But um, you know, it took Hammer a long time. It really did. If you look at the the period Hammer reactive. What a big gap there is between Dracula and Prince of Darkness, and then yeah, what's that? Something like about eight years or something. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, I think, I think I think so. And then and then basically, Hammer then did a Dracula film every year until Christopher Lee said, yeah. "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> and then they did another Dracula film uh, with Kung Fu without Christopher Lee, and then they they went bankrupt. <laughs> 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 That's the short. That's this. That's yeah. That's the truncated history. There. Um, um, so Chris, Christopher Lee was such a massive part of the yeah. success of this film, although he's not even in it. That no, much. I was quite shocked how how little he seems to be in it. But he does lots of dramatic entrances as well. I've he he as appears well. at doorways. Doesn't yeah, there's a lot yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. But there, was, there was one scene where he he I think quite earlier on where he's in his coffin and in. Then he wakes. It's right early on when Harker's staking the woman, and then he wakes up, and Harker turns round, and he's not in his coffin anymore. But then he appears at the doorway, which is yeah. like one of those moments where he's obviously he obviously likes entrances in doorways and appearing in dramatically at doorways because, yeah, why would it, you do that? It's very weird. That it is weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's a good shot of the empty coffin, but it, is. it shouldn't really be. It should be just Dracula. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah isn't it? But, but um, uh, uh, getting back to the ending, I, I think the ending is, is is great. I love the fact it's quite action packed. It's not as long as I remembered it. It, it, it. I mean, Van Helsing dispatches Dracula quite sort of efficiently. Um, and and for some reason I thought I, I always had a memory of it. This is probably because this happens a lot in, in Hammer films. I, I I had a memory of the house burning down. No, which of course it doesn't. No, <laughs> that that does happen a lot in Hammer yeah. films. But I think they hadn't um, established that cliche no. yet. The windmill burns down, doesn't? I think it might. Do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my bride said worked out you had to burn down the, yeah. uh, the building at the end. Um, and 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 the effects I think work very well. I mean, the bit where is it Dracula's foot disintegrates? Is it his foot that gets yeah. caught in the sunlight and disintegrates? And again, a great performance from Christopher Lee is a sort of a slight look of terror mm. on his face. Um, and and just just 
Cushing being energetic and running along the table and pulling the curtains down and then there's the bit of the candlesticks being the crucifix. Oh, and, I love that. And it, and it, it, and it's, it, it was just really great. And, but over really quickly, well, which is no bad thing because it, it, it sort of, you know, I think there's a tendency later on for the, in horror films for the monster to appear to be killed and then come back and then appear to be killed again and then come back. And, and I think that that's, it's quite refreshing that he just, Van Helsing just gets on with the job and, does it? Also, another little kind of interesting thing I noted was that when Dracula dies, there's a, there's a kind of symbol on the floor, a big pattern which has oh, lots yeah. of. I think it has a lot of signs of the zodiac and that kind of thing. And um, sure, this isn't at all intentional, but um, where Dracula dies, he dies over the sign of Aquarius, which of course is water. And <laughs> and uh, what is his downfall in the next film? Incidentally, spoilers for Prince of Darkness. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's running water. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sure that wasn't intentional, but well, I did, did pick, pick up on that. I thought what that I love particularly... Quite funny. I, yeah, I agree with you. But what, what I love particularly about that same shot of... Um, well, the, maybe the shot just after of the, uh, the, 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 the wind blowing the dust away over that... Um, Floor pattern of some description. Yeah. Um, is that the end of Flash Gordon copied it? Exactly. <laughs> I was thinking exactly the same thing. I was half expecting uh, Max von Sydow to go. Just one of very many amazing things about Flash Gordon. But yes. Yeah. yeah. And um, obviously that sequence is used in um, the beginning of Prince of Darkness. Um, it is. Yeah. Though. Um, Jimmy Sangster uh, claims it's to pad out the running time, but um, <laughs> it does work quite effectively. And it was quite a big gap on screen, as we said, so it was a good idea to, to have, a, have a recap. Although it would have worked even more effectively if Van Helsing had then been a character in the film. Not, not I've got anything against um, Andrew Keir and Father Shandor. Yeah, but. no, he, he's quite a, quite a reasonably interesting character. Okay, so if we move on now, because earlier on I was talking about the reviews at the time, and how, oh. so uh, just a little bit about how the film was received at the time. Um, interesting enough, uh, most of the reviews seem to be quite negative, um, drawing on lots of lots of saying it's disgusting, or whatever. But it, apparently, it was quite interesting in um, that in uh, apparently it set a, a, a British record, a record for British attendance at the, the cinema. In, in, in less than a month. I'm sure these two things are totally related. Um, so it obviously was really popular with everybody, but less popular with the critics. So, well, um, well, I mean, if your critic says this is the most explicit, <coughs> the most disgusting film I've ever seen, of course people are going to go in droves. Exactly. <laughs> so apparently, apparently this, is, this is one review I found. It was uh, someone called Nina Hibbin uh, from The Daily Worker, whatever horrible rag that was but she said I went to see Dracula a hammer film prepared to enjoy a nervous giggle I was even ready to poke gentle fun at it I came away revolted and outraged this film disgusts the mind and repels the senses laughable nonsense not when it is filmed like this with realism and the modern convenience of colour and the widescreen this film is a degradation of cinema entertainment it's the sex. That's what she doesn't like. So yes, I think I think that's it. I think it's, it can't be the blood because 
Well, maybe it was because they hadn't really seen an awful lot like that. But so, so, so she, she was uh, she was going along expecting like a universal, a, la- a, la- yes, a latter exactly. day universal. So she know, was she was going along thinking to have a laugh meet Dracula, and then then it's not like that. So she's upset. Well, but but to be fair, I think that the, to get that reaction, the, the films achieved its goal because the the Universal Studios films that were being made up until that point. Um, had become a laughing stock. Had become exactly what she says there, just uh, an excuse to go along and poke fun and giggle at them. And so, um, I think this is what Hammer achieves so well with with this and with Curse of Frankenstein, is that they 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 make that genre and, serious. And, and even now, you wouldn't, you can't laugh at this film. No, it, it, it's it's a. It's a good film. It stands up. You're not gonna. You can't laugh at the creaky scenery or the dodgy yeah. performances or the, the bad writing or or the terrible special effects because none of those things are true. There's nothing funny about yeah. it. It's still everything because everything just works. It's yeah. not. It's not. It's not so bad. It's good. It's just good. Yeah. There was an, another review from um, the Daily Telegraph. This is just a short one it said this British film has an X certificate. This is too good for it. There should be a new certificate. S for sadistic or just D for disgusting. The sex again? It is, yeah. So it's obviously prudishness. I think so. I mean, there may be an element of the the, the gore, but there's there's practically none, is there? It's just no, like yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it would have been in you know they wouldn't be audiences wouldn't have been used to that gore, that level of blood. Well, and there's on the, a suggestion. There. I mean, um, I know a lot later. Um, Halloween was regarded as being really gory and yeah, and, and there's and absolutely yet, no blood in it's Halloween. Suggestion. It's just it's just the, the, the effective direction, and we know we haven't mentioned him yet, but we know Terence Fisher could could do a good job. He was a good director. Yeah, he could make people think they'd seen stuff they hadn't seen, and so there's of probably course. an element of 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 these these critics thinking that they've seen vampires rip people's throats yeah. out and and, and yeah. things like that when when they just haven't, especially if they're not used to that kind of. Uh, or to this kind yeah. of um, cinema, but you know, I still think it's basically the sex. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting that most of the gore is fairly early on, even from the opening titles, where Dracula is on that that headstone, it's splattered with blood, and so I think it kind of sets you up to to think that this is full of blood, and actually it isn't. Which is which is not a bad bad way to to do it. No. By the way, the um. The, the beginning of the novel is absolutely horrible. Yes. Um. There's a there's like a a baby in a bag that yeah. Dracula feeds to the brides, and that's awful. And that's I, oh, so, uh, I think uh, I think you know Stoker was pretty good at horror, and uh, and I think uh, yeah, Hammer very yeah. wisely didn't didn't actually go down that direction because that would have been really horrible. But obviously they couldn't yeah. do that. But um. <laughs> You know, this film isn't really horrible. Look like like that image is. No, no. Uh, but I think you know, and we're going to talk about yeah. at, the, at the end whether this is scary or not. But like you've already said, this is more like an action film. Yeah. Well, some some of the things that are really horrible in the book, like that, aren't in the film. It's yeah. more chasing yeah. And, yeah. and and knowing he's establishing him as a threat, so they can run after him. Okay, well, then I think that nicely brings us to, to just wrapping it up with the the final three questions. Um, so, did did you like it? Did you like this film? I think on balance, yes. And by when I say on balance, I mean, yeah, it's practically my favourite film. <laughs> well, I enjoyed it loads as well. I mean, I haven't seen it for quite some time. And um, 
yeah, it was just it was just really enjoyable and and good fun. More of an action film though, which was which was quite interesting. Which, but yeah, no, I enjoyed it a lot. So, do you think that generally it, it holds it would hold up today for a modern audience, or do you think it's it, it's a little bit too tame, ironically, given the reviews earlier? Um, I think it holds up as an action film, like you say. I mean, uh, well, what's your next question? <laughs> okay, is it scary? No, 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 no not at no. all. No, it's not scary. Um, yeah, um, tastes have moved on. Things have just got, you know. Yeah. I mean, a ghost story from this time might still be scary, but something that relies yeah. on 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 a sort of visceral oh, oh, horror there's, there's, is just yeah. not going to do there's, it, is it. There's plenty. Of, there's plenty of. Um, creepy films around that sort of time that still hold up that still I can still watch and be creeped out by but this isn't one of them I mean it's 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 action all the way I, I think pretty much from the word go and and that's great and that's yeah, I, I think that's why that. this film remains so good because yeah. um, it works as an action film so modern audiences like us even can enjoy it okay next episode we're going to do a teaser for what we might be covering next episode. Oh, I think what we're going to cover um, is Nigel Neal related. How's that for a teaser? That sounds good. And it's not Quatermass. No. Yeah. So we'll leave it at that. Shall we? <laughs> Let's leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, thank you all for listening. Um, just if you want to find us lurking on the web, you can find us at a very British horror.blogspot.co.com. Get that right. On Twitter at um, very Brit horror, or just search for a very British horror on Facebook. And feel free to join in, comment on the episode, whether you agree or disagree with things we've talked about. And um, hopefully you'll list, join in. Um, I don't know. Hopefully I'll come up with a better ending. I've been Chris Denton. And I'm Paul Monk. Hey, that doesn't match. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very Um. much. (laughs) Thank you very much and goodbye.